0: Welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. We're continuing our discussion of dialectical behavior therapy skills and interpersonal effectiveness. In this segment, we're going to focus on how to keep self-respect and focusing on overcoming myths that get in in the way of self-respect. One of the things we need in order to be effective interpersonally is confidence in ourselves. We need to like ourselves before we can expect anybody else to like us. If you have something, imagine you cooked lasagna, you know, let's just take that example, and you tasted it before you served it to everybody, and you're like, oh, this is really awful. And you take the lasagna out and you serve it to other people, and you expect them to like it. They're not gonna like it, most likely. It, it's not good lasagna. So you need to like it first. You need to find what is okay first, and you want to serve the good stuff to other people, and they will like it as well. When you keep your self-respect, you are focusing on all your strengths. You're not walking up to somebody going, okay, let me tell you about all my weaknesses and all the ways that I could really potentially screw up and make this miserable relationship. No, you go up to somebody and you say, let me tell you how awesome I am. Not necessarily in those words. But when you have self-respect, you exude those sort of qualities and people sense that you are happy and loyal and whatever kind of characteristics you have. So for the first thing you want to look at in relationships, whenever there are two people, there are always compromises, there are always discussions, there are always decisions. Make sure that whatever you're doing, is fair to yourself and the other person that doesn't mean you both have to be perfectly thrilled with it but if it's fair think about going on a vacation you may be getting ready to go on a family vacation and your spouse wants to go to Hawaii and you want to go on a cruise and your kids want to go to Daytona Beach well you know Everybody can't get their needs met. We can't just ship everybody off in different directions. So what kind of compromise can we come to that's fair to everybody involved? You know, in that particular scenario, all of them involved sort of tropical climates, being around the ocean, so coming to some sort of decision, maybe taking a cruise to Hawaii that leaves from Fort Lauderdale. Um, It's not exactly Daytona Beach, but... You know, at least you're hitting most of what everybody wants. Try to be fair to yourself and the other person. Don't apologize for your feelings or opinions. Your feelings are your feelings. It's just a natural reaction. If you are happy, then great. If you are sad or scared or whatever other feeling that comes up, that is how you're feeling at this moment. You can choose to improve the next moment, But don't apologize for having a genuine feeling. Going along with that, you don't want to invalidate the valid. So if you think something is wrong or you think something is perfectly right and other people disagree with you, well, that's okay. That's their opinion. It doesn't mean you have to invalidate yours and go, well, you're right, you know, whatever you say. Not necessarily. Make sure to own your opinions, and to be comfortable in your own skin with your feelings and your opinions. Stick to your values. Once you start deviating from those values, whatever those top five values are that you identified in the first activity, you're going to start losing self-respect. So if one of your values is being a loyal, compassionate friend, and you start acting in ways that are not loyal and compassionate then your self-respect is probably going to start to go down because you're not acting in the way that you want to be seen by other people and you're not acting in the way that you want to see yourself so stick to your values and finally be truthful don't lie exaggerate or make up excuses but above all be honest with yourself what is it that you need right now what is it that you want right now how is it that you feel right now Before you can be truthful with anybody else, you have to know how you feel. And you have to know what you need and want. So be truthful. So let's sum it up. FAST stands for being fair to yourself. Don't apologize. A is for apologize. Um, S is for stick to your values. And T is for being truthful. If you can do those four things, you're going to feel a lot more empowered and better about yourself in relationships, and you're probably going to feel less resentment towards other people because a lot of times when we start acting against our values or minimizing or justifying not behaving in a way that's consistent with our values, we start to feel resentful towards those other people who we see as, quote, making us change the way we act or behave or think so be truthful to yourself and stick to your values so what are some of these myths that get in the way of self-respect in the last segment we talked about myths that get in the way of developing effective relationships with other people what myths get in the way of self-respect well the first one is i shouldn't have to ask you should know what i want and you should do it well so how is that something that gets in the way of self-respect, well, think about it. If you just assume everybody can read your mind and they know what you want and they're going to do it, and then when they don't do it, how do you feel? You may feel rejected. You may feel hurt. You may feel disappointed. And they're probably sitting there going, what? What did I do? I, I didn't know. So you can't expect mind reading. Unless you're far different than I am and everybody else. I know you can't read minds either So you have to kind of put yourself in if the tables were turned How do you know what other people want and do it a lot of times in relationships? unfortunately We assume that what we want is what the other person wants When my husband and I first got together. He's an introvert He prefers very small crowds, very small group gatherings. I'm more of an extrovert. I like large group gatherings and parties and those sorts of things. So whenever it would come around to his birthday or something like that, I would plan a party. And it just stressed him out to no end. And I didn't know that. And the same thing for me when it came around to my birthday or something we were celebrating, he would always plan going out to dinner, just the two of us. And I always felt let down because I was like, Well, that's no, I wanted a party, it was my graduation. But unless I communicated that, how was he supposed to know? So I encourage you when you're interacting with other people. think about what is it that they want, not what is it that you would want. Because unfortunately, they can be two very, very different things. When you start expressing what you need, you will get your needs met more often. When you get your needs met more often, you'll probably feel more respected from other people and you'll feel stronger because you were able to assert what you needed and get those needs met. How validating is that? Another myth, I shouldn't have to negotiate or work at getting what I want. Well, it would be nice if everything just rained like manna from heaven, but it doesn't. I would ask you to think about when you get things that are just kind of dropped in your lap. Now, granted, we like them. Don't get me wrong. But do you cherish them and do you have as much value with them or in them? As you do for something that you work really hard for. If everything is just handed to you instead of having to work for it, how do you feel about yourself as a person? Do you feel like you are deserving? Do you feel like you are somebody who is, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not enthusiastic, but who produces a lot of things. Um, Or do you feel like somebody who just kind of sits around and sucks up whatever comes your way? So that may impact your self-respect. Another myth is that other people should like, approve, and support, of, support me all the time. Now, this is one of those what we call um, irrational thoughts, if you want to go back to cognitive behavioral therapy. But sometimes people just aren't going to like you. And it may have, and it probably usually does have, a lot more to do with their stuff than with you. So if they don't like you, what does that mean? What does it mean if everybody in the world doesn't like you? What does it mean if one particular person doesn't like you? And you might want to evaluate, did you do something to offend them, yada, yada, yada. But most of the time you're going to go through that checklist and go, I I don't know why they don't like me. And if that's the case, you need to consider the other possibilities. There are probably people in your life That you've encountered that you may not have any really good tangible reason for why you don't like them They just grind on your last nerve Why does that have to do with them or may it have to do more with your stuff? So it's important to consider What it means if other people don't like you and why you need them to like you isn't it enough that you like yourself and? That there are other people who do like you. So why do you have to be liked by everybody? And it's a hard thing to get over, Um, especially if you're thin-skinned. You can get your feelings hurt really easily. And I'm not saying it's one of those things that you just wake up one morning and you don't care if people like you anymore. It's something you got to work at. But accepting the fact that there are people who like you and there are people who aren't going to like you. And that's just the way the world works will reduce a lot of your anxiety and social interactions and help you respect yourself because you're not always going to be looking back and going, well, I wonder why that person doesn't like me. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Other people don't deserve to be treated well if they aren't nice to me. Well, wouldn't we all like to think this? And I think we probably all think it sometimes, if somebody is really nasty to you, the tendency, Maybe to be nasty back, however, I would ask you to consider if you've ever been really nasty to somebody and did you deserve for them to react nasty back to you? Most likely, whatever is causing that unpleasant behavior in them is motivated by a really dark place they are in their mind. So, in my mind, I would rather have compassion for them and sort of. Suffocate them with kindness, if you will, because they're not expecting that. They're expecting you to either go away or to respond in kind. So what we deserve, you've got to figure out what battles are worth fighting. When somebody is unpleasant to you, is it worth going out of your way to be unpleasant back? Another myth is I must have what I want when I want it oh my gosh, doesn't this sound like a three-year-old? Mommy, I want it, and I want it now. Unfortunately, some of us, many of us, feel that way sometimes. You see a brand new car come out, or you see, if you're a shoe person, you know the next season's shoes come out. Whatever it is, you want it. And if you feel like you are less of a person when you don't have everything you want the minute you want it, then that's going to get away. The way of your self respect when you have something that you want and you can't get it right away, I would ask you to consider working on your reaction to that instead of getting angry and poochy and just irritable. What can you do in order to resolve that feeling? Because dwelling in anger and resentment about not being able to have everything you want immediately doesn't do anything to help you meet your ultimate goals of being happy another myth revenge feels so good that it's worth the negative consequences maybe maybe not what is the benefit of revenge and you know i can list a few however is this using your energy to get you closer to your goals is getting revenge on someone or something helping you get closer to your goals or does it just make you feel better in the short term does it use a lot of energy to do something that doesn't help you get closer to your goals. Revenge is actually a way that you give another person your control and your energy. You say, "Here, you can have my power because I am so fixated on you right now, I can't do anything else." So you're kind of controlling me like a little marionette. Do you want to do that? Do you want to give somebody back that kind of power? And finally, I would ask, you know, if the tables were turned and somebody Got angry at you and took revenge on you, how would you feel about it? Getting what I want is more important than how to get it. The end always justifies the means. Again, this is one that is really easy to think right away, but I don't feel good about myself if I get something that I want, but it hurts somebody else in the process, which is why this is one of those things that gets in the way of self-respect. On one hand, you may feel good that you got something you wanted, But on the other hand, you're going to feel bad that you stepped on people in the process. Another thing you want to consider when doing this is the difference between a want and a need. Sometimes you need to do things in order to get a need met. And there's an old um, question, philosophical question, that uh, uh, would be proposed in a lot of psychology classes. And it was called the Hans Dilemma. Now, Hans is an older man, and he doesn't have much money, and his wife is very ill. She's terminally ill, but there's a medicine that will cure her. Now, Hans can't afford the medicine, so if she doesn't have it, she dies, but if he steals it, she will live. So does he break the law and steal the medicine, or does he abide by the law and let his wife die? So sometimes... There are some ethical questions you've got to answer. Going back to clarity of your wants, your relationships, and your self-respect, what resolution would make you most in alignment with getting your needs and wants met, keeping your relationships, and maintaining your self-respect? How do you feel about yourself if you get something by cutting corners or cheating or doing something you really don't want to do? If somebody says, I will pay you $100,000 a year to do something, and you really like that paycheck, you're, you're thinking, that's six figures, I'm liking that. But what they're asking you to do goes against your values. Would you take the job? And how would it impact your self-respect if you did take the job? Would the money compensate for doing something that goes directly against your values? Ultimately, there are a lot of things that can get in the way of being effective in our relationships with other people. So there's a brief checklist. Do I have the knowledge and skills that I need to make this happen? Do I know what I want? Do I know what the other person wants? Do I have the skills to negotiate and compromise? When we think about what we want, we also have to ask, am I able to balance priorities? There's a lot of things I want in life. And if I'm presented with the opportunity, I may have to balance certain priorities. So which ones are most important? If you can't hierarchically Arrange your priorities, it may make it more difficult to be effective because you don't know what's more important the promotion, or spending time with your family, or going on vacation, or getting paid double time for working on a holiday. You may also be having trouble compromising. You are looking at things in terms of all or nothing. I either get it my way or the highway. And compromise means looking at the back roads. You may not take the highway um, but you may not get it your way so what's something in the middle that both parties get their needs met and fear shame and guilt may get in the way of asking for what you want or saying no to somebody's request it's important to figure out how to deal with those emotions and not let them override your good sense in what you actually need because ultimately you need to be healthy and recharged and there in order to be good to anybody else sometimes short-term goals get in the way of long-term goals your short-term goal may be that you really want to go on a vacation but your long-term goal is that you want to advance to be ceo of a company and they need you to stay and work this weekend so you've got to decide is it worth sacrificing a potential promotion for meeting my short-term goals right now. Another thing that gets in the way is the emotional mind. If you start getting too upset or too angry or too scared about something, your ability to look at the logical reasoning and figure out the best answer may be impaired. Are worries, assumptions, and myths getting in my way? So review those lists of myths that get in the way of being interpersonally effective and maintaining your self-respect and figure out how you can get those out of your mind, how you can negate those so they don't hinder you from being effective with other people. And finally, sometimes you're just not going to win. The environment or the person is just more powerful than you are, than your skills are. So you've got to figure out how you can be okay with that And take a loss in the battle so that you can win the war. Many of the myths that get in the way of self-respect set you up to feel like people don't like you or aren't willing to meet your needs. These myths can cause you to feel helpless, hopeless, and resentful of others. If you don't know what you want or need, then you might continually feel frustrated and disempowered when people fail to meet your needs. And you keep asking for things, hoping that that's going to make you happy. You get it, it doesn't make you happy, and then you still feel hopeless and powerless. So it's important to figure out what it is that you need and how to get those needs met.